Man, we are excited about what's going on. Amen? How many of you know that God's changing lives? It's crazy. And, and what God has for you, what God has for you is amazing. I said what God has for you is amazing. And, and, uh, and you know, sometimes I, I think we, we kind of stop short because we, we kind of go off of maybe a picture that we have. We're just trying to, uh, you know, uh, we're just trying to make it. We're just trying to survive. You know, we're just trying to put up with people. And, and uh, you know, trying to deal with, you know, with stuff. But uh, we, we've stopped thinking about what God's thinking about. That God, God, has, God has this intention, and, and it's not just that you have an average day. I said God's intention, God's purpose, God's plan. Uh, let, let me just tell you something. Jesus did not come to the earth born of a virgin, uh, you know, be carried around and, and you know, because they were hunting to kill him and, and live, live the perfect sinless life only to be spat upon and rejected, beaten up, scourged, put on a cross, nailed to a tree, put into a tomb, went to hell, took the, the keys away from the enemy, was resurrected and went back up into heaven. He didn't do all that so you could have an average day. Hey, don't, don't, you ever be, don't you ever be intimidated or, or, or feel guilty about, hey, I'm believing God for an exceptional life. I said, I, I, I'm believing God for an exceptional life. Some of you guys are going to have some exceptional stuff in your life because we're dragging you by the nap of your neck if we have to. Okay? We, we look at somebody and say, we're going for a better life. And, and here's the deal, is that a lot of people, see, we're sitting around waiting for God to build this better life for me, man. God's going to build a better life for me. The Bible says in Corinthians, he says, uh, no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. How many believe the word of God? Okay, so check it out. Now, so you haven't seen it, you haven't heard about it, it ain't even entered your heart. The, the amazing, exceptional things that God has prepared. For you, okay? So it's already prepared. So he's not building a better life for you. He's growing you to fit the exceptional life that's already ready, okay? Get this. If you can get this, it'll help you. The, 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 oh, wait, God, God's growing me. God, God's changing me. God's elevating me so I fit this amazing life. And, and, and just because it's amazing, let me just tell you something. There are some things in your life that you got to move away from in order to get closer to that other thing, right? And so God's got this amazing life. Don't be intimidated. Don't be afraid. Don't be nervous. Just know that, hey, God's plan for my life is amazing, okay? It, it is amazing. God's not trying to ruin my life. He's trying to cause me to collide with an exceptional life. Right, a life that's uh, more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. Come on, somebody, more happy than sad, huh? More up than down. This is awesome. You know, and sometimes I, I think I don't know how we get there, but in our head, man, we so sometimes we think really messed up stuff. You know what I'm talking about, Jerry? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Hey. You know it's Kay's birthday? I think you got to stand up and wave at everybody. And she, you, you know, come on. Come on, Kay. Happy birthday, Kay. There you go. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing to that old guy. Man, you look good. Happy birthday. <laughs> look at her. Okay, what was I talking about? <laughs> God's got this great life. 
And sometimes our thinking's all messed up. And we're under the impression that if we were like to take our life, our dream, our plan, and give it to God, that he, he, if we put it on a whiteboard, right? Like, like if, you could, if you could write out your dream and your passion, your desire, put it on a whiteboard, we think what God would do is come in with a big eraser and, and, and some, you know, squirt some junk up there and wipe it off and then draw this other picture of stuff that we really don't want and tell us that that's what's going to make us happy. And so we're under the impression that God's going to come take away our dream. But see, you need, to, you need to go back and read, uh, you know, like Proverbs 16 is awesome. Read it in Amplified. At about verse 3, he's talking about your, you know, in verse 1, he says, man, man's plans are, they're elaborate, right? Man makes these elaborate plans, but God directs your steps. I love one of the translations. It says that you, you, you make your elaborate plans, but God gets the last word, right? And, and that doesn't mean that he's changing it. It means that all the voices that speak against you, hey, wait a minute, I, I got a word from God that says that every place I set my foot, you know, he's, he's going to give me that whatever I put my hand to, he's going he's to cause it to prosper. And, and, but verse 3 says that, that, that God, if I'll take my work and trust him with it, and I'll take my plan and trust him with it, if I'll take my life and trust him with it, if you'll take your marriage and trust him with it, if you'll take your business and trust him with it, if you'll take your dream and trust him with it, that he'll literally cause your mind to begin to agree with his will. And then he'll cause what you had in mind to succeed. Dude, have you noticed, Ron, that the more you trust God with your business dream, the more clear he makes the next steps. And, and, and he's, he's guiding our steps to collide with a successful outcome. Well, you know, well, how, how, how do we begin? You know, how, where, where do we start? Well, that's what we're doing at the beginning of the year, you know, when, when we're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting, right? Because, uh, uh, you know, uh, well, well I, I don't believe in that stuff. Right, let me tell you something. Do it, do it one time. You will believe, okay? Uh, and by the way, if you're fasting and not praying, you're just hungry, okay? And, and if you're fasting, now, now, fasting has several benefits. You might, you might lose a pound or two, okay? I'm not going to tell you which way to look, but look at somebody and say, it won't hurt you. Okay. <laughs> but... <laughs> Y'all just look straight at me. <laughs> and, uh, it's a good thing I can't be offended. Okay, but here, here's, the, here's the deal. Uh, you, while you might lose a pound or two, that's not the purpose of the fast. Well, this is just a good time to start a diet. Well, then call it a diet. But this is a spiritual discipline because we want spiritual results. And we're adding prayer to the fast, right? Because without the prayer, it's just the diet. But now we're adding prayer to it. Well, well, why are we doing that? Well, Ezra put it this way. In the book of Ezra, chapter 8, he said, um, he said, I proclaim to fast that we might afflict ourselves. See, sometimes you need to take yourself and, like, slap it. Hmm? I, okay, today let's just talk about me. <laughs> so, amen. Just talk about you. <laughs> Leave me out of this. Because <laughs> here, here's the deal: is that quite often 
What we're going to do, like, like we just drove to Tulsa and back, you know, and took Evan and Courtney. By the way, they're doing great, and they're all plugged in and got the house and got stuff's going well, and, and pray for them, and, and pray, yeah, that's uh, yeah, really good. It, it's pretty exciting, uh, and, and, uh, but it's really weird because now there ain't nobody sitting there, and I'm like, we have to hire somebody or something, you know, but, uh, uh, but, but uh, you, you know, it's like on that trip, uh, and, it's, and, and some, and, and, and you know, and, and, and I, I, I kind of, I know how to take advantage of certain things, you know. Like on the trip, it doesn't take very long till everybody else is asleep. When you know, when you're driving in the car, everybody's, you know, at least my world, I can drive 1,800 miles and only have to, you know, worry about a couple of hours of other people being awake. But anyways, uh, while they're asleep, what are we going to do? Whatever I want. And sometimes they wake up and wonder, what are we doing here? I <laughs> have you ever woken up and found yourself in a place you didn't know how you got there? You, you know, and a lot of times what we're doing in life is we're, we're going through life one of two ways. Either we're asleep and we just wake up there or we're just doing what we want. And, and he said, what I'm going to do is call a fast so that I can bring myself and put it in this spot where it'll stop doing what it wants so it can seek God the right way. See, there's a right way for you. And, and, and I said, there's a right way for you. And we're talking about the fulfillment of your dream, right? But God has a right way to do it. If you do it your way, there's, there's a way that seems right to a man. The Bible says, Proverbs 14, 12, there's a way that seems right to you, but it's going to end up in destruction. But God knows the way that's going to end up in success. So we got to seek from him the right way. There's a right way for you, sir. There's a right way for you, my, my sister. Come on, family of God. There's a right way for us. There's a right, how many of you know there's a right way for your kids? I know, I, yeah, yeah, my way. <laughs> there's, a right, there's a right way for you. There's a right way to handle your substance. Isn't it funny when we're talking, there's, yeah, there's a right way for me. Yes, there's a right way for my kids. Right way for your substance. He's coming after our stuff. No, no God, God wants you to have success. See, and, and so as we fast, I want to really encourage you, you know, hey, come out tonight and check it out. See what it's like at 7 o'clock when we, when, when we just begin to pray and fast together. Man, God's doing something awesome. But what are we seeking? Well, we're seeking those steps, man. We, we, want, we want those steps to be clarified so that we can do this thing God's way. Hello? You know, look at somebody and say, I'm about ready to succeed on you. And so, you know, as, as you're thinking about the year and as you're launching into the year, I, I want to challenge you this way. Instead of, because what people do is they come up with all kinds of, of, of do goals. This is what I'm going to do this year. And they, and they make a list of stuff and, and they make their do goals. And I, I want you to prayerfully consider doing this. Instead of do goals, you'll get, you'll get to that. But instead of starting there, start with a who goal. Start with a who goal. Like, who do you want to become? Okay, who do you want to become? Uh, uh, because if, if you, be, you know, what, who you are is way more important than what you do. See, a lot of us are doing things trying to earn something, but if you just be who God's called you to be, you'd own something. See, we all have three images. There's a perceived image, a projected image, and a true image. The perceived image, that, that, that's the way you think everybody sees you. 
right? You see people on the mall, and, and you wave, and then they look at each other and talk, and, and, and you're thinking, I wonder what they're saying about me, you know, or, or you see somebody, you know, across the, across the room, you know, you're sitting in the end section, and you look over there, and then you see, and they're talking back, and I wonder what they think about me. They're not thinking about you, okay? I think a lot of, a lot of times, you know, we think of pride as just thinking uh, too highly of ourselves. No, it's just thinking of ourselves too much, because when you think low of yourself, that's pride as well. Why? Because you just think about you. And, and the deal is, is that that, that projected image, that's not, that, that one doesn't really matter. The, the perce- or, or perceived, the projected image is, is what you want everybody, it's what you want everybody to see. Like, 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 like you, you act radically different here than you do at work. Did you feel that, Nate? This got super quiet and everybody's looking straight forward. It's like, you know, well, 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 why would I act one way at work, one way at home, one way at the gym, one way down the street? Well, I, I, I'm, this is not my message, and I have, to, I have to rush through this, but it's important that you understand that you are confused. You don't know who you are. And it depends on where you are as to how you're going to act and how you're going to think and what you're going to say. Some of you guys, you use one, 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 one set of language, you know, uh, 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 you have one vocabulary set at work and another one at church. And what happens is someday you're going to get confused. You know it's going to be embarrassing. Because right at work you're going to say, praise God. Oh my God, you blew it. Right? Or at church you're going to say, <laughs> Shut the front door. And, and, and it's going to be, well, you know, it's like living out of a chest of drawers and, and you're, you're pulling out all these drawers, you know, oh, that's top drawer, oh, that's middle drawer, that's bottom drawer. But what happens is, is that somebody from work ends up at church and they meet your family. Now I got three drawers and I don't know which one to draw from. See, uh, uh, what you want to do is, is live from your true image. And be who God's called you to be. Who, who do you need to become? Who, who, who are you, you going to become as a man of God? Who are you going to become as a woman of God? Who are you going to become as a mama, as a daddy? Who are you going to become as a husband or, or, or a wife? Who are you going to become as, as a child of God? As a, uh, hello, somebody? Yeah. And, and out of that, out of that, everything you do should line up with, w- w- should help you lead to who you want to become. And, and you won't waste near as much time this year doing stuff that at the end of the year you look back and go, man, that was a waste of time. And if you'll seek God, he'll show you the way to become who he's called you to be. And, 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 and let me tell you something, who he's called you to be is not broken and defeated and hurt and wounded. Who he's called you to be is above only, not beneath. He's called you to be healed. He's called you to be whole. He's called, come on, somebody. You, you want to be who God's called you to be. And if, if you seek from him the right way to be who he's called you to be, let me tell you the one thing that I know you won't be, normal. I'm not talking about you're going to be some kind of freak, you know, running up and down the streets with a family-sized Bible. I, I, I don't know if that's who God called you to be. You won't be happy till you are, but, but, but the deal is that's probably not you. But he's going to empower you to succeed at who he's created you to be. And, and you're, you're going to be happy, but you're not going to be normal. You can't be exceptional and normal at the same time. Huh? 
I said, you, you, can't, you can't be normal you, and, and, and accept. You can't have a normal marriage and an exceptional relationship. Because what's going to happen is you're going to have an exceptional relationship. And what's it going to do? It's going to give you an exceptional marriage. And I mean, I'm telling you that God will empower you to become engaged in an exceptional marriage. And right now, you don't even like your spouse. But if you did it God's way, oh, the collision with exceptional would change everything. You know, it, it, it's like, man, in, in, in February, you know, right after the 14th, this is, what you can, this is what you can do for Valentine's Day, right? It, it, and, you know, you, you bring her in here, and, and, and we're going to have dinners and breakfast, and we're going to have stuff, and it's going to be awesome. But you have to start having collisions with exceptional, and you won't mind letting go of normal. See, some of us are afraid to let go because uh, it's easier to have faith for what we got than it is to have faith for what we're hoping for. It's easier to believe that what I have I can maintain than, than, than to believe that, no, what, I, what I've never been able to touch before is a, attainable to me. And I'm telling you that God wants you to, God wants you to elevate your faith a little bit and, and, and get this life that he has prepared for you. Hello, somebody. Amen. Check this out. Uh, you, you, you have already received so many amazing things. I mean, you, you walk around a, a container. You have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. I mean, do you really understand this? You have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead on the inside of you. And the enemy's got you believing that you're a failure. And you're thinking, well, I am. I, I can show you where. And I'm thinking, no, if you're looking at your failure, you're missing his success and what he's done in you and what he can do through you, for you, amongst you, and by you. Check this out. In, in, in Romans 1, starting at verse 10, and I, I want to read it from the Passion. He said, uh, uh, and, and there's a bunch of extra verses to get to the one that I want because there's a bunch of cool stuff in here, okay? But he said, uh, hey, my desire in constant prayer, constant prayer, is that uh, I would be able to come be with you according to the plan. And I just want to point this out, that God's plan will include you spending time with others in the body. I, I said, I, I need to point this out to you, that God's plan, you want the will of God. You want the will of God for your life, the plan of God for your life. Well, then you'll be spending more time with God's people. I don't like them. <laughs> You're going to grow, and so are they. Huh? But this, this is God's plan. It includes it. it. Look at verse 11. He said, I yearn to come and be face to face with you. I yearn to come and be face to face with you and get to know you, basically. so Because if I can get to know you, I can introduce you to you, and we won't be trying to be who we're not. And, and, and uh, uh, he said, uh, where, where am I? And, and if I can get face to face with you, get to know you, I can impart to you the gift of the Spirit. Can I just tell you something? That this year, one of the things that, that I'm believing for, uh, you know, as the pastor of the house and getting the, you know, I want, I want the, the, the teams and everybody to believe God for is, is I, I want an exceptional outpouring of the Spirit like never before. Huh? I, I want the Spirit, I want the Holy Ghost to wreck you. Wouldn't that be awesome? If you just got wrecked with the Holy Ghost. You know, especially you guys who are afraid of it. 
You know, why? Well, well check it out. He, he goes, if I can impart to you the gift of the Spirit, it will empower you to stand strong. See, some of us, we're, we're weak. We're all over the place. We got, we got so much duplicity in our life. And why? Well, because we don't have the power to stand. Well, it's the gift of the Spirit that will empower you to stand strong in your faith. And again, I, I, I got I to gotta keep rolling, but uh, I think you better get ready. Look at somebody and say, get ready. Okay. And this means, look at this in 12. This means that when we come together and are side by side, moments like this, man, you know, as many times as you can, get in, get in, get in this stuff. You know, if somebody's having a, a you know, a grow group or, or, or a dinner out or whatever, get side by side because when we come together side by side, something wonderful could be released. You, you know, I, I've, I've spent a lot of time, you know, uh, uh, well, I spent a lot. I spent a lot of time alone. Um, some of the best conversations I've ever had, I had by myself. But all the great things in life have come from being connected to other people. Uh, you realize something wonderful can be released when we when we come and. We're together and we're side by side. We can actually expect. See, here, here's what I want you to do. Is don't, don't think, well, we're going to go have a, a, a normal No, we're going to have an exceptional service. I'm not going to have a normal day. I'm going to have an exceptional day. And I can expect to be co-encouraged and co-comforted by each other. And, and faith operating in each of us is actually elevating all of us. Faith operating in each of us is elevating all of us. Hey, get over yourself. You, you need to succeed because it's making my life better. I, I, I need to stay strong because it's carrying you through a weak moment. Uh, you, you, you need each other, and we need each other. Amen? Look, let's, let's go. 13. Um, my dear brothers and sisters, don't interpret my failure to visit you as indifference because many times I've intended to come but haven't been released to do so up to now. But I long to enjoy a harvest of spiritual fruit among you. Man, that's what we want. We want a harvest of spiritual fruit. Look at verse 14. Love obligates me to preach to everybody. Love obligates me to preach to everybody. Don't get all picky about who's going to come to church. You know, if it, you know, if there's people in the world, you know, like in your life and you're hoping that they pick a different church, well, get over that, sit in one of these sections here. Don't sit on the ends because what will happen is you'll be sitting there and you'll look over there and there they are. <laughs> there's that jack wagon. No, hey, come on. We're going to preach to everybody. Hello, somebody. And, and please understand this, that we don't really design the services with the church members in mind. We're trying to reach people who don't even know they need God. Right? Yeah, I mean, you got to understand this. That, uh, uh, like, like, have you gotten right in my face and said, okay, why are you on this earth? It's to reach lost people. Okay? So, uh, understand, sometimes you might not like certain things. Well, we weren't doing it for you, but we were getting you to help us do it. Why? Because together, we're going to change the world. 
right? I said, we're going to change the world. I said, we're going to change the world. I said, we're going to change the world. We're going to change the world. We're going to... We're going to change the world. Hello, somebody? See, if you grow, that means there's going to be change involved. Right? And if change happens, that means loss will occur. See, you grow. Growth, growth equals change. Change equals loss. You know, in order to go up, you got to let go. I said, remember when you were born? <laughs> Let me tell you how you were thinking when you were born. There was nobody else on the planet. When you wanted something, you just started crying. When you needed something, you just screamed. Somebody came, they changed your diaper. Somebody came, they gave you a bottle. Somebody came and they wrapped you up. Somebody came and laid you down. Somebody came, you, you know, and, and see, some of us haven't grown from there yet. We still want everybody to do everything for us, but when you go up, you have to let go. So you, you, you don't expect everybody to come take care of you. Why? Because you're letting go. Why? Because you're growing up. Growth equals change. Change equals loss. Loss equals pain. And see, here's the deal, is if you'd like to elevate to a new place in life, if you want to get to where God's taking you, uh, can, can, can I just tell you something? That uh, uh, you, you have to elevate your pain threshold. You have to be willing to endure a little bit more pain. Why? Because exceptional, exceptional will not be possessed by somebody who won't tolerate a little bit of pain. And so when we're preaching to everybody, <laughs> when we're preaching to everybody, listen to what it says. Those who are among the elite, those who are among the outcasts, I don't know what group you're in, but we're glad you're here. Okay, you might be in the elite group or the outcast group, but you're both welcome, right? And, and, and it might be the wise, educated people or, or people who are foolish and unlearned. It doesn't matter. This is why I'm excited about coming to preach the wonderful message of Jesus. And I refuse, look at this, 16, I refuse to be ashamed of sharing the wonderful message of God's liberating power unleashed, unleashed. I'm telling you, when this power gets unleashed in you, you're going to know. I said, this thing's going to get unleashed in you. <laughs> I love that. Uh, what verse am I, 16? Okay, when it's unleashed in us through Christ, I'm thrilled to preach that everyone who believes is saved. Now look at verse 17. This is, this is really where I want to go. The gospel unveils a continual revelation of God's righteousness. The gospel unveils a continual revelation of God's righteousness. See, the gospel unveils a continual revelation of God's righteousness, okay? Uh, and, and look at this, a perfect righteousness given to us. Can I just tell you today, in, in, in the sight of God, you stand righteous, holy, and blameless, I said, in the sight of God, you stand before him holy, righteous, and blameless. Yeah, but I, I can show you failures. Yeah, but I can show you his success. And the gospel is going to cause a continual revelation. And as that revelation continues, listen, in order for something to continue, what does it have to do first? It's got to begin, right? See, if you begin, then you continue, then you can become. If you're going to become who God's called you to be, then you have to continue, but in order to continue, you have to begin. 
So to get the revelation to continue, you got to get it to begin. And you got to begin to see that in the eyes of God, man, he ain't looking, he ain't looking at my history. He's looking at my possibility. He's looking at the hope of glory that is in Christ, that is on the inside of me, that I have the ability to, man, I'm telling you, that the, the, the exceptional life that God's created for me, he's trying to grow me so that I fit that life, and he's put it in me. I got this. Okay? And, and as, it, as that righteousness continues to, to reveal itself, it will move us, it, the revelation, will move us from receiving through faith to the power of living by faith. Oh, you don't understand how good this is. I mean, I feel like receiving another offering and giving it. Because... Started praying about this, you know, and, and and during prayer at the beginning of the year, this is where God took me, and He said, "Look, look, look! What we're gonna we're gonna move ourselves from just receiving through. Oh, I, I received. That's great. But now you 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 have received, but you got to learn how to live live it out. And, and 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 He wants to move you from receiving to living it, demonstrating Satan's defeat every day of your life." Not, not, not just having a t-shirt and a bumper sticker, but having some juice behind it that says, I dare you, devil. I, I stinking double dog dare you to lift your head up one more time. I'll play whack-a-mole with you. Why? Because I, 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 I got God on the inside of me. I've got, I said I've got God on the, on the inside of me. And, 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 and you know what? Here's the deal, is that this thing, this gift that's on the inside of me, uh, man, he, he, he wants to unveil it. He wants, it to, he wants me to learn how to live it and how to, how to live it well. But it means I'm going to have to let him help me renew my mind because I think wrong. Man, I got these issues. I got these problems. Yeah. Uh, can, 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 can we just agree that all of us have a couple issues. Okay? Hey, we're like a small group for issued people. Okay? Uh, but God's trying to get us ready for use. Okay? He, he, he wants to use us. He, he, didn't, he didn't reach us just to reach us. He reached us to reach through us. Okay? And see, a lot of times, a lot of times here's, here's our deal, is, is that we kind of think wrong because we, we're constantly looking at the shortcoming or the failure or the breakdown instead of recognizing, no, there, there's a power in me that, that has the ability to humiliate hell. Hallelujah. See, he, he, here's how, he, just think for just a second, and I, I, I got to hurry. But, uh, uh, so, you know, like, like as a parent, every parent has done this and experienced this, and maybe as a kid you got it. Uh, but, you know, the kid comes home with the report card. He's got two A's, a B, and a D. What are we all going to talk about? The D. See, we're wrong. We can get to that, but the first thing we ought to do is look at the A's. Why? Because there's something in you that's excelling over here, and we need to start celebrating that strength and build that strength. And, you know, hey, we'll get help with the weakness, but we need to celebrate this strength for a minute. See, it's easy to go around finding each other's weaknesses. Anybody can do that. But let me tell you something. It takes, if you want to be exceptional, you got to start locating strengths. Who in here likes baseball? Somebody in here likes baseball. Okay, like baseball. Who's your favorite pitcher? Huh? No. Baseball. 
and she's shouting patriots. You're as bad as I am. Okay, here's the deal is, is that, I, I, you know, I don't know baseball very well, but it, I should have used a different sport. Who, who, but here, because obviously none of you like baseball either. But, uh, <laughs> okay, what's his batting average? He doesn't have one. It sucks. Who cares? Nobody. Why? Because he's a pitcher. He's got batters that can bat, let the batters bat. Why? Because they can't pitch. But he can pitch. Right? What's he got? He's got an exceptional ability that causes us to not even care about his exceptional weaknesses. See, there's something on the inside of it. See, most of us are trying to live well-rounded lives. But the problem is, is that there is no hero in your world in any realm that is a well-rounded individual. Because people who are well-rounded are not exceptional. You have a strength in you. There's something that needs to be imparted into you by the Spirit of God. It's, and that, that gift is what will cause you to stand strong in your faith. See, so you, if you can connect to that, to that exceptional gift that's on the inside of you, and say, my God, this is, this is, this is, this is going to connect me to my, to my destiny. This is, this is going to empower me through the hard times. See, then, but there's other people that can, that can cover you because they're exceptional where you're not. But when you try to be well-rounded, you're trying to cut everybody else out your life so that you can say, I got this. And we're telling you, King James Version, you sucketh at it. See, Proverbs 18.1, it says, He who willfully isolates himself from God or man seeks his own desire and is void of sound judgment. And, and, and the translation, I'm writing my own translation right now, and, uh, and I'm going to call it the Fieldies translation. Okay, the Fieldies. And, and, uh, uh, and Proverbs 18.1 says, if, 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 you, if you willingly isolate from God or man, you're an idiot. Why? Because my strength, my strength is in an area. But that means there's a bunch of areas where I'm not strong, which is why I need you. And I need you to be strong in your area so that you can cover me in my area of weakness. Why? Because we need each other. Why? Because we're a body. Well, I don't like people. Oh, get over yourself. It's not people you're having a problem with. It's you. Because you see your insane need for more people, and it intimidates you. Because what if they look better than me? They can't look better than you if you are in your strength. Let me give you three things real quick while the piano player plays. Three things real quick that you need to do, okay? If it's going to flow out of who you're going to become, these three things. Number one, discern what discipline you need to begin. What's the discipline? Maybe you just need to, okay, it's like I was saying earlier, start a discipline. It's a simple thing. It's a little thing. See, most of us think success is going to come like from some great big thing. No, it's a bunch of little things performed consistently over time that cause you to collide with success. Greatness. What are, you know, it's not a huge step to say, I'm going to get in the Word of God before I leave the house every day. Well, what if I miss a day? Then go back the next day and read two verses. You know, come on. Just begin. What is the discipline that you need to begin? I know discipline is a bad word. We'd rather talk about sex and money than to talk about discipline in church. But you need, why? Because, well, I'm praying. I'm believing God. Yeah, see, God wants to move you from receiving to living. I hope you're getting this. I said God wants to move you from receiving to living. 
He wants you to live out, man. He's already put some stuff. You got enough power in you to blow the lips off the front of your face. You got the power of God in you. So, you, okay, what, what little things should I start doing? What's the discipline that I should add? And, and talk to God. And, and that's number one. Number two, you need to understand, I need courage to stop some things. I need the discipline to begin, but I need the courage to stop. I got to stop that. Why? Because it's wasting your time. I ain't even talking about your stupid habits. You know, I, you know, I'm not talking about your smoking, your drinking, your chewing. I, hey, God and you will get all that worked out. But there's, let me tell you one thing: you got to stop. You got to get the courage to stop trying to be everything. You got to, you got to stop walking through life as if you don't matter. You matter. You matter. Listen, listen to me. I am loved. I am accepted. And I belong. I want you to say that with me. Say, I am loved. I am accepted. I belong. Say it. I am loved. I am accepted. And I belong. You got to get this in you, man. You got to stop acting like your life doesn't matter. See, you got to you got to stop acting like, well, they don't need my help. They don't need me. No, you're a gift to the body. I said you're a gift to the body, and you are desperately needed. And and, and see, that leads me to number three. Number one, number one is you you you, you got to find the discipline to begin. You got to find the courage to stop. And number three, you got to find some people to empower. You got to find some people that you can say, hey. I'm going to empower you. How about just with this? Just to do life with me. You got to empower people to connect to you. You got to empower people. You got to open some doors and, and say, okay, I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing to take a big old honking risk on you. I'm, I'm letting you in my life. And that's scary. Why? Because people can hurt you. And people can let you down. But also, people can heal you. And people can lift you up. See, if I cannot look at your weakness, if I can locate your strength, if I cannot expect you to be, see, I, I don't expect you to be strong everywhere. There might be places that, that you just, you really do have a weakness. Okay, we'll cover you. If you'll bring your strength to the table. See, huh? Come on. Bring, bring your gift. Bring, bring your gift. Bring your gift. Look at somebody say, bring your gift. Why? Because you're loved, you're accepted, and you belong. You belong here. I said, you belong here. You belong in this body. Well, I only, I only hang out with two, two people, you know, outside of church. Only two. Well, you're doing it wrong. You need to show up more often. You need to connect longer. You need to quit running out the door as fast as you can. Why? Your breakthrough's in the room. Some of you have been praying for something, and I'm telling you, God sent, God, God answered. He just didn't send the something. He sent a somebody. And let me, can I just tell you, it's been my experience that most of the time that God answers my prayer for something and he sends a somebody, it's not the somebody, I'm, it's not the somebody I was hoping for. <laughs> it's her birthday, and she's sitting next to you laughing about that. I don't get it. Hey, you just retired too, didn't you? Is that official? They had a party. Way to go, stud. 
I don't know whose day this is, hers or yours. For her birthday gift, she got a retired man. <laughs> Hallelujah. You belong in the body. You're loved. <laughs> You're accepted. You belong. You belong. Let, can I just pray for you? Bow your head. Holy Spirit, move in us. Move in us. Father, I, I just ask that we could impart gift of the Spirit that will empower us to stand in our strength. God, that we would stand in our strength, that we would be excited that this is who you've called us to become. And we start taking steps and we'll begin some disciplines that'll help us get there and we'll let go of some stuff that's keeping us from it and we'll empower some people to get there with us. And Lord, I just thank you for the, for the body of Christ Make us strong so we can do what you called us to do. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're in this room, we're all going to pray a prayer, one more prayer together. And if you're here today and you're living separated from God, you got to change that. We're all going to pray this. And I don't know, maybe what we might call the sinner's prayer, maybe you prayed it a hundred times, maybe you don't even know what it is. The question is this, is if you're living separated from God, will you make this your prayer? Even though we're all praying it together, can you pray it like it's just you and Jesus, okay? And just say, okay, God, I, I, I'm, I'm coming to you, and I'm, I'm going to trust you with my life. Because if I trust you with my life, you'll cause my thoughts to agree with your will, and then you'll cause my steps to collide with success. So I'm, I'm coming. Man, this is real. I'm getting real with you, Lord. And if that's you, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I'm not going to have you stand or call you out, but I want to agree with you in prayer. So if that's you, just hold your hand up real high, real quick. And we're going to pray. Say, Tom, I'm making this prayer me. This is going to get real. Thank you. So awesome. Thank you. Come on. I'm going to wait for you for just a second. Okay, do, do I need Jesus? Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Everybody in here, pray this. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I'm going to live for you. I'm starting now. No waiting. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, everybody, give God one more big praise. Thank you, Lord.